And we are back. Back. A very warm welcome back to Ale Tales. Yeah. This is episode four, which has a distinctly European theme. Indeed, indeed. We are on the old collabs today. European style Every one of them is a collaboration of some sort. Uh, so where have you been and how have you been, Ben? Uh, how long has it been since the last episode? Two years? I think we were just looking and it's over two years, yes. It's an outrage. So yeah, that was basically our pilot episodes, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been a busy time. Uh, you buggered off, buggered off and left me. Left you again. Very um, sorry. Yeah, a lot's happened in two years. I'm getting married. Yeah, man, amazing. Incredible. Um, but yeah, where have you been, Dan? Tell the listeners. I have been to the deserts of Dubai. Which was incredible, but well, like not, the not for people. beer. Like the Sand People. Like the Sand People off of Star Wars, absolutely, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was good, but unfortunately, the beer selection over there is absolutely shocking. Could have told you that before you went. Well, <laughs> I think it was actually before I left that I was looking at like bars and stuff. I was like, oh, there's a Belgian beer cafe. Well, I went there and there was uh, Lefe and, I don't know, something else. Give me another Belgian beer. Duval, something like that. Indeed. So that was pretty shocking. But I'm back now, and so is Ale Tales. Indeed. Let's get this show on the road. Yeah. So what are we actually drinking today? So we have an awesome, exciting lineup to start. We are going with Oviena, Oviena, which is a collab between the Five Points and Bevog Brewhouse. Nicely done. Uh, so that's the first one. That's a nice amber ale. And then we are going... Amber Rudd? No, no, no. Politics too early. Oh, sorry. Um, Oh, man, I've just poured this all over the place. Sorry, (laughs) carry on. And then very European-themed beer uh, in terms of name, Freedom of Movement, um, which is a collab between the White Hag and Boundary Brewing. It's a nice black lager. Then we're on to Spread of Democracy. Um, Feeling the theme here, Daniel? I am indeed. Which is a Baltic Porter by Ramsgate Brewery, and I'm not even going to try and say that. In fact, I will try and pronounce that. Pohala. Ramsgate Brewery versus Pohala. There we go. Um, So after Spread of Democracy, we're on to the Greater Consumer Rights, which is a Northern Monk Brew Company versus... Uh, Cerveza <laughs> Guinea, mm-hmm. uh, a citrus IPA, lovely. And then we finish with our wildcard, Daniel, which is the mango milkshake. Um, a tiny rebel versus La Brasserie du Montsalif, which is a mango milkshake IPA. What do you think to the Oviena? It's nice. It's nice. It's it's been chilled, hasn't it? It's a very hot day. It's yeah. um, it's more refreshing than I expected, actually. Mm. Let me tell you a little bit more about it in my um, so it's dry hot wisdom here, isn't it? Uh, it's a rich and malty amber ale uh, collaboration showcasing the modern British and German hop varieties Ernest and Hallertau Blanc. Expect bready and toasty flavours from the malt and berry mm-hmm. and pine from the hops. Do you get that? Now, I was trying the other day when I was drinking a beer to get pine. And I got like a bit of wood, as it were. <laughs> but wow. It, but it wasn't specifically that pine. Good. So when somebody says, or a company says pine, I struggle. I struggle to get the pine. I get the bready and toastiness, but mm. um, I'm, I'm reaching for the berry and pine. I think. Reach for it. Reach 
for it. Right, mm. so we begin nice with some news. And the first story that uh, that we've picked out this week is about a brewery CEO of an Australian brewing company who has announced his res- resignation. Um, do you, can you have a guess why he's announced his resignation? Tell me, Daniel. Okay. Um, so he branded non-alcoholic beer Gay Lemonade in a Facebook post. Wow. Doesn't seem like the, uh, the behavior of a CEO of a brewing company, does it really? Absolutely um, not. Yeah, so pretty shocking sort of behaviour there from this CEO. I can't remember his name. What's his name? Nick Warming. Oh, well done. It's right there on the next line, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so yeah, Southern Bay Brewing Co. And uh, there's an old boxer posing in a black and white photograph. And it says, non-alcoholic beer, you mean gay lemonade. So that was clearly his choice to uh, to use that sort of branding there for that. Um, so... A big outcry from 2,000 followers, and it said that the the meme was not remotely acceptable and an absolute disgrace. And I would agree. Well, indeed, absolutely. It seems very naive of him to think that that was acceptable. Yeah, I think we're just a bit beyond that now, aren't we? Entirely, yeah. yeah. The world's moved on. I remember when Sir Ian McKellen came to my school and uh, did a big speech about not calling things gay. And ever since then... I still do sometimes, but I try not to. I try my very best not to. Um, up next, what you got for us, Ben? So we have, uh, as a talking point, the um, whole football craft beer conversation, which is basically um, comes off the back of a story about the fact that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Daniel, um, Tottenham Football Club, Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, they've opened their new stadium, and in the new stadium they've got a... Um, essentially a small craft brewery um, producing a the Beaver Town brewery, yeah. brand yeah. Uh, in the stadium. Um, I don't, do you know the price points of the beer there? I would suspect it is probably upwards of £5 a pint. Definitely. Absolutely. absolutely. Maybe £6. It's bound to be because that's what you pay at these these events. So, I mean, do, I mean, do you go to a football match thinking, I need craft beer at half-time? Is, is, that, is that a football match, a stadium, the right arena for... To be serving up this kind of as, beer, as a Spurs fan, like I think it's a good thing in a way because it means you don't just have to pay seven pound for a bottle of Heineken; you pay seven pound for a pint of decent craft ale. But I, th- I think this is what they're trying to do now. They're trying to create this sort of all-day environment where you don't just go for the football; you go and you sit and you have some pints, or you go to an. There's restaurants and stuff in in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So just to get as well, well, presumably this brewery is only open during. On match day, isn't it not? When you're in the stadium, you paid your ticket oh, price and you're in. Very good question. Because I'm not sure. it feels to me a bit sort of... Mm. I mean, and, until until this country has a look at whether we can drink in stadiums like the Germans do, which mm. and Denmark and various countries across Europe allow drinking in stands, it seems a bit a little bit pointless to me, I don't know. Yeah. I quite happily, you know, super nice... And- uh, IPA while watching the Reds. I think I think that's another thing as well. It is all about the branding, isn't it? So the the Beaver Town beer is called Beaver Town Times Tottenham or X Tottenham, whatever. The, however you're supposed to say that. Mm. So it literally is a Beaver Town Tottenham beer. And then there's also another one, isn't there? Yeah. So um, Arsenal have done a, a collab with um, Camden Hells Camden beer, uh, Brewery um, down in London, um, which is a nice beer. To be fair, it is. Um, it's just another way of trying to get. You know, play on fan sentiments, isn't it? To get them to power a bit of cash. I know my team Liverpool did a um, well. Carlsberg, uh, I don't think necessarily prompted by the club, but Carlsberg did a 
a red um, a red version of their beer, I think, towards the end of the season mm. as well. Um, I mean, Carlsberg is pish anyway, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not yeah. my favourite. I'm not gonna lie, but um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's just a marketing gimmick, isn't it? I suppose. Absolutely. But you know, I'm not necessarily gonna part with seven quid for a bottle of red Carlsberg just because it's got an LFC logo on it. But is this part of the problem? Is the fact that obviously Camden, I believe, is now owned by Inbev and uh, Beaver Town's owned by. Heineken, or at least part-owned, is it all just these big brewers coming in and going, well, we're going to brand the hell out of these and make it, you know, is, is it a craft beer anymore? It's a good question. I mean, to me, I, I still drink Camden stuff and I still drink Beavertown. I love a Gamma Ray, Beavertown. Uh, I, think, I think we posted on our Facebook uh, in the last week. We had a nice run in the sun. Um, I, I, and I still think they taste distinctively like craft beers. So, you know, I've not got a problem with the beers as such. Um, but yeah, you know, clearly if the these these independents are getting um, bought out by the by the bigger bigger brands, then you know it's they've got the, these awesome marketing budgets that they're chucking mm. around, and you're going to see more of this thing. And you know, there's adverts everywhere these days. I mean, football football clubs have got their own bloody official muffin brand <laughs> and stuff. They've got everything these days. Muffins, yeah, literally. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, I'm just I was just thinking as you were talking about the Oviena. It's going down pretty well, actually. Mm. It's 5.2%. But Mine's it's, gone, um, man. It's gone. Oh, yeah, good on that you, good. That's, that's pretty fast for you, isn't it? Yeah, I'm usually slow on the first yeah. pint. It's usually, usually your game, man. Well, I, maybe the temperature as well, because it is, what, nearly 40 degrees, isn't it? <laughs> Feels like it. Uh, our final story comes um, from The Independent, and it's about the German police. I like this one because I don't like these sorts of people. German police confiscated over 4,000 litres of alcohol from far-right activists at a festival um, um, basically to stop them being drunk which makes sense because they're horrible people when they're sober so uh, a music festival yeah I believe it was a music festival yeah um, and they yeah so apparently the local residents as well bought all of the beer in a local supermarket <laughs> to ensure that the events they drive that is superb that's amazing Um so the the festival was called Schild und Schwert, which means Marvelous. Shield and Sword Festival. There you go, yeah. Um, displaying the initial, initials SS oh, is illegal in the country, um, which basically meant that the alcohol ban had to be imposed. Um, good. Yeah, absolutely. Dinch very, bags. very good. I mean, it's not going to end well, is it? Not, really far-right ideals and uh, alcohol? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Absolutely. Uh and the only other thing in the news that we saw just today, in fact, was that Lidl have now started selling a uh, Duff beer, haven't they? Amazing. I bet it tastes like Can't crap. get enough of that wonderful, very cheap alcohol. <laughs> that wonderful, very cheap alcohol. <laughs> Still trying it. Yeah. Meth. Here we go. Freedom of movement. We're on to our second of the day. Black Lager. It is, yeah. I said before we opened it that I don't think it'll taste very much, but I like black Germans love their black lagers, don't they? I had a few when I was in um, northern Germany last year, year before. God, I don't know, maybe two years ago, in fact. And I wasn't particularly impressed. Well, this is an interesting one in terms of where the breweries are. This beer is a positive celebration of the concept that protects the basic right of individuals to travel, freedom of movement, mm. so says the can. It is the product of freedom of movement between Sligo in Ireland, if I pronounced that correctly, and Belfast in Northern Ireland. There you, there go. you go. But it's a dark German lager that balances roasted yet smooth coffee-like malt flavours. So it's between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. Yes. Superb. 
good yeah. stuff. And obviously very topical. Yeah. And what do you think Boris is going to do about that? Oh, Lord knows. I mean, he made such a good job of the uh, Foreign Secretary job. Oh, yeah. I know he's, he's an absolute smash Absolute it. diplomat. Absolute smash um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would rather sit and have a pint with Hitler than Boris Johnson. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I probably wouldn't, but, you know. He was an interesting bloke. No, I'm just, I'm very, I'm very anti-Boris at the minute, but uh, hey-ho, he'll be right. Top you up, fella. Oh, thank you. Thank okay. you. All right, Black Lager, obviously dark. Very dark. Hold mm-hmm. on. There's more. There we go. Oh, frothy head. Quite, uh, it's got a sort of richness almost to the, to the nose. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, yes. Malty. Maltesery. Yeah, lovely. Mm. I haven't tried it yet. Here we go. Hmm. Maybe we shouldn't both drink at the same time. Probably not. It sort of kills the point of the podcast. <laughs> but you can get the roastedness straight away from that. Mm. And there's that, that sort of caramelly note as well. Yeah. Coffee caramel. Yeah. Mm, it's nice. Love it. Love it, mate. So another feature that I wanted to include, or we wanted to include rather, was um, a like a pro feature. So, uh, or a segment. Each week we'd basically look at, or each month, six months, whenever we do it. We'd look at a different uh, aspect of beer drinking and, and how actually you should be doing it and how a lot of people do it wrong. Ben, what we're we going to look at this week? Uh, so it's all about the concept of tilting a glass to pour a beer. Is it a good thing or not? Because that's what you see the bartenders do, isn't it? I always thought so. I always thought it was the, the way to go. But it's incorrect, apparently. It is, yeah. So according to some beer sommelier dude, which actually I didn't know was a job, but apparently it is. Oh, yeah. Um, so well, how do you... Max Bacca, he's called. He's a master Cicerone mm. in New York. Like a good. certification which means he has exceptional understanding of all things beer-related. Um, so basically he's saying that without foam, beer is not beer at all. I mean, I'd agree with that. I, you, I mm. like I like foam. and You need a good, what? I don't know, I'm not very good at my measurements, but what's that, <laughs> half an inch? An inch? I like <laughs> an inch of six, foam. Six inches, at least. <laughs> um, so... Beer bloat apparently is caused by pouring your beer incorrectly, so pouring it down the side of the glass. This does something with CO2. I think it's like, yeah, so when you do that slow pour, it means the CO2 has nowhere to go, which means that you end up bloating because it's all sat in your stomach. Um, So you need to pour it down the glass, down the side of the glass with vigour. With vigour? Yes. But, I mean, aren't you going to end up with half a pint of head? So and, and, And for that reason... Is it why you see um, barmen, barmaids, um, pour with the till? Because then they're not having to waste more out of the pump. They're getting... Possibly, but that's just cheap for them, isn't it? Well, yeah, but you do that every pint you serve. But Potentially chucking away a lot out of the barrel. Coming back to my man Max, he says, uh, the foam always turns into beer anyway. And he says, you will taste the sweetness of the malt and the bitterness of the hops, not as sold. well as protect the integrity of the beer aroma. You're not sold. I am. I, I believe it. The head turns to beer. I mean, you don't see the quantity. Can I, can I ask you something? Are you a master cicerone? I'm not. Well, I, I believe I ate one of those. <laughs> what pizza, on earth is that? <laughs> um, yeah. So there we go. So that's our tip of the week. Pro tip of the week: Don't pour down the glass. No, do. <laughs> with vigor. Uh, with vigor. <laughs> I, I then wanted to move on to looking at uh, 
untapped in a feature I like to call Tap Me Up. And <laughs> wow. <laughs> untapped, tell us more. I wanted to basically try and find some interesting reviews. It turns out there aren't many. I will continue searching, but not many people actually write anything when they uh, post reviews on untapped. So what I thought I'd do this week is ask Ben uh, a couple of questions about untapped. So I've looked at the top rated beers and I'd like you to tell me, have a guess, what sort of drink is the best rated with 4.75 beer caps or whatever they are. So what style of beer? Yes, what style of beer. I don't, obviously, okay. I'm not going to ask you to guess the brewery or anything, but what style of beer? IPA. It is, well IPA. it is an IPA. It is an IPA. What sort of IPA? Blimey. Well, like a, a fruity IPA? I mean, what... It's, I'm on the right lines here. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you that. You got IPA. It's an imperial or double IPA. Uh, Eight point four percent aggressive uh, ABV. Absolutely. It's called King Julius, apparently. Good. Um, so yeah, and then I was also going to ask you: the next five beers are now no longer in production. Hell. They're all from the same brewery, and they're all a certain type of um, beer. Basically, what do you think that type is, and what do you think the Brewery is Porter. It very close. It's a stout. They're all, they're all stouts. They're all uh, imperial or double stouts. Very strong brewery. American brewery. That's no longer in existence. No, the the brewery is the beers are no longer in production. Uh, mm. I mean, I know my English breweries better than I know my I'll Americans. Brooklyn. Give, no, I'll give you a clue. Mm. All the way back in episode two, we were talking about a particular type of bird. It's not that type of bird, but it is another type of bird. <laughs> That's a rubbish clue, swan. I know. We were talking about swans. The swans. But it's not a swan. It's a... <laughs> Come on. What type of brewery has a bird in it? A bird in it. And also a bit of land in the middle of the sea. <laughs> You're useless. It's Goose Island. Oh! Yeah, that was I'll obvious. give you two out of three for that. Two fine, out of three. Fine, you, you got the IPA, you got the... You never, uh, you never asked me about the swans anymore. Uh, they're all dead. All of them, gone. I mean, they're nowhere to be seen. Mummy and Daddy swan, the fucked off. Sorry, I'm very sorry, Ben. Baby swan. There was two baby swans. I'm real sorry. I told you about the first baby swan disappearing, sorry. didn't I? You and did. Now the other baby that, in fact, that they've all gone. You regaled all the swans us all have gone. with that tale all the way back in episode two. I think that's really why I've had to have a two-year absence. Get over the swans. I think that's maybe part of it sure as well. Worked. Nothing to do with me being in the desert. No. Next up is Spread of Democracy, which is a tasty, apparently, Baltic porter <laughs> with spruce tips. Spruce! And juniper berries. I don't like it when a <laughs> brewery will put tasty on, mm. in a description of its own drink. I don't think they did. That was my artistic oh, okay. license, right, which okay. is stupid because I've not even tried it yet. You so. moron. Yeah, it's all my fault, Daniel. All right, okay. Uh, next up, I wanted to do... I keep saying I. It's we, Ben. It's we, man. Mm. But I did want to talk about this. Um, I was doing on. doing a bit of research as a do. Oh I'm a loser. Oh, God, that, that looks like tar. Treacle. Yeah. Actual tar. Nice. I was tilting the glass, Daniel. Tell me off. Oh, you muppet. <laughs> I wanted to talk about uh, history. History of beer. And the first thing that I started looking at was World War One and Session Ales. I didn't know... Ben, did you? What? Session ales were basically like, not invented in World War One, but 
that's where the term sort of comes from, originates from. The etymology of it, if you will. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So, World War I is usually known for, about the, uh, for the rum ration that, that uh, soldiers got. Mm. However, rum. there's also plenty of stories, if you look back, about beer. Um, particularly beer doled out to munitions workers. Those are the people that are making the weapons. and the, that's it. The, that's it, the explosives. So they were supposedly given beer during two designated periods or sessions, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Because they were doing delicate work, they were given lower alcohol beer, around 3 to 4% ABV. Like table beer? Uh, yeah, pretty much that sort of thing. Exactly. So a table beer at work. This is... <laughs> I don't think you should. I think it would improve my I definitely can't as a teacher. Definitely not. I definitely would find that acceptable. So what you have to consider with this, though, is it's, it's a nice story, isn't it, that the session ale was invented at this time. However, right, I'm, I'm going to let you pause my story here. Sorry, I was a, just having a sniff. To have I, could, a sniff. I just got a massive hit of juniper Ooh. berries. Juniper. Genuinely, you mm. can smell the berries. Sorry, Danny, I'm interrupting a very it's important part of oh. That is not, it's not, see, I thought I was going in this direction towards a darker beer. I'm not. It's darker than a shed in the middle of the night. Ah, no electricity? In the woods. Oh. Uh, We talk about woods quite a lot. Do we? I believe so, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, back to the uh, session ale. So, obviously that, would you reckon you'd be able to do two four-hour sessions with a break in the middle and still put together weapons uh explosivos uh as a pacifist then i probably need the beer to do it yeah so yeah i'd, I'd be fine with that some, yeah. um so basically i think that that's a bit ridiculous drinking that much however did you also know that one in three shells fired during world war one didn't actually explode so therefore maybe there is some truth because everyone was absolutely yeah, hammered i laugh so the best bit of this story actually is that munitions workers were mainly female. All right. Ah. So there's strong evidence to suggest that women started um, going to the pub around this time. But so women were the original brewers, weren't they? Oh, do tell. This is true. I saw some on a program which, I, if I could remember what it was, I would give it a due credit. Oh. But um, it was all about how um, back in the back in the day, not to come out in the seventies. When all the men were out to work on the farm, um, you know, doing their crop growing and raising the animals, the women would be at home in the farmhouse um, brewing beer because, obviously, water wasn't safe to drink back in the day. Um, And so it became a proper industry where women would create beer. Hmm? I like it. I like it. So we have have got women to thank for beer. Absolutely. Just said the same thing. We did, but you know, point worth <laughs> so, emphasizing. So in sync. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers <laughs> to ladies. Indeed. Up next, lad. We are on to greater consumer rights. The Northern Drunk, <laughs> the Northern Drunk Brewery Company versus Cerveza Guinea. Uh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> you just said Northern Drunk. Yeah, I did that on purpose. It's fine. Five uh, percent ABV. Uh, Enjoy it. Seven percent. Seven percent. Seven degrees. <laughs> My wow! God. What happened to me in the last five minutes? Um, a style citrus IPA. Do you want the tasting notes, Daniel? Yes, I would. A citrus forward IPA. What's like a forward IPA? I don't like that term. No. Um, I don't like that term at all. Using both the zest and juice of lemon and lime to create a beer with a refreshing zingy character. Zingy. Um, dry hopped with chinook. 
Columbus and Cascade. Kind of cloudy. Whoa, Spanish origin to create the perfect balance of pith, heightened citrus notes. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? A juicy pith. orange flavour and resinous. Pith. Pie. Pith. Pith. <laughs> I said pith. Yeah, I don't like hop forward. Anything like, what? I, it's just is that bit, an instruction or is that? Wanky, what? Isn't yeah. It? Uh, so it basically means there's shitloads of hops in it. That's what it means. See, I've just done your. No, you didn't pour it down the glass. Hack and look at that. You didn't it's pour like it down the glass. Cream. Yeah, but I, that, that was very much down the glass. You just have to be oh, patient. Down the side of the actual. Yes. Oh, the well, glass then. structure of. Yes, the glass. and then smell the foam. You, yeah, you get much more sure. from it. You He's do. Such a nerd. Well, I am. I think I am actually becoming a beer nerd. I think when we started this, I was like, I don't really know anything about beer. And now I know about three things. So, <laughs> Good. Good. Very good. Oh, that's it. That's it. No, you're still not pouring it down the glass. Well, anyway, right. It smells delicious. I can smell the citrus. traveling down the glass as we speak. Hold on. you got to do it like snail's pace to me. Like oh, that. no. No. You're not a fan? No. Let me top you up. <laughs> <laughs> My friend. Ah, oh, too cloudy, too... It's, it's almost like Saison-y. That is the biggest head anyone has ever seen. Ooh, I don't know about that. I believe it is. Whoa! I mean, I've just had a little drag of the... Uh, off the rim. That is, and that is too much. Aggressive. <laughs> you had a what now? You had. A drag off the rim. Lovely. Anyway. It's yeah. greater consumer rights. Yeah, I don't even like the name, actually. Don't even like the name. Consumer annoys me. Mm. Shopper. Yeah, it's too capitalist. Bourgeois. <laughs> That's a very industry term, isn't it? Anyway. Right, next thing that we came up with, we decided we'd like to do, is look at puns within the brewing industry. It's Daniel's idea. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Uh, and I like to call this segment very punny. Good. This week, I wanted to look at hop-based puns and... Uh, I thought it'd be fun to get Ben to try and guess. I've got six hop-based puns on here. A whole six of them. Six of them. Our listeners will be thrilled. You get six guesses, and then I'll give you a score out of six. (laughs) Okay, Daniel. Go, number one. No, you've got to guess some hop-based puns for beer. Oh, I've got it off the top of my head. Any hop-based puns. (laughs) I've really... This is a stupid game. (laughs) No, it's not. You must have seen some at some stage. Go. No, I thought, I thought you were going to make me fill in the blanks or something. No, All right, then. Pun. Something Prime. Optimus Prime. Yeah. <laughs> that's far too easy, though. You must, come on, think some others yourself. What, they got the word hop in? All of them have the word hop in. Any hop-based beer puns. Hoppy days. <laughs> hoppy, hoppy ending is one. But I'm I sure bet. Hoppy Days is what. Do you know what? I'm going to give you two, but I'm not going to give you any more guesses. Hop, hop, hooray. Nope. So that's Should two be. out of three. That's the best yet. Two out of three. Uh, Eternal Hoptimist. Have we had Hoptimist already? Oh, quite like that, actually. Yeah, Eternal Hoptimist. That. That's not one. So that's two out of four. Um, All right, I'll give you another clue. One is an old actress. Audrey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds like some sort of craft beer disease. That's three out of five. You've got one more guess. I'm eating off the beers. I've got a hot burn. <laughs> That's not one. One more guess. Yeah. Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Cats. <laughs> you absolutely kidding me. 
Andrew Lloyd Webber, half face man. Oh, Phantom of the Hopper. Hopper. Phantom of the Hopper. So, yeah, so the ones I had were Optimus Prime, Audrey Hopburn, Hoppy Ending. Tragic. Pure hoppiness. It was actually a night at the Hopper, but I believe. I believe. What is it? What's. what's I believe. That play. Phantom of the Opera. Hopper is one as well. And Hoptical Illusion. There you go. What did you get? Three out of five? Three out of six? Six out of six. No, I don't believe so. Three out of six. Still a good effort. Right, what are you actually thinking about this? Not nice. <laughs> not nice, not nice. I'm not, you know, one to usually lean so heavily in the way of criticism, but... Uh, no. It's I sour, just don't sour, think I'm it? down with the lemon and lime going on. Yeah. The zest. The pith. Piff. Piff. Piffy. I don't mind the piff. Piffy gyro. No, I really don't like it. Sorry. You got who, who, what's the... Uh, brewery? Breweries. Northern Monk Brewery Company, Northern which Brewery. I believe yeah. I do usually like their stuff, um, versus Cerveza Guinea, who I've never heard of. Cerveza, I presume they're they Spanish. Cerveza. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. That would make sense, Daniel. Yeah, that is not... So Northern... Northern... Why can't I say Northern <laughs> Monk? I want to say more... More than drunk. More than drunk. <laughs> more than drunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're in Leeds. Um, Leeds. Yeah, I know that. And... Yeah. Oh, okay. Barcelona. Barcelona. Mm. Uh, Val de Torreiro Barcelona oh, well. is Cerveza Guinea there it, you go it's anyway. crap anyway it's yeah crap. not for me yeah our final beverage I'm very 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 excited about our wildcard beer oh, which is it just went all over the laptop oh good <laughs> Uh, keep yourself under control Daniel mm. this is a mango milkshake I can understand your excitement it's Tiny Rebel versus the Rassia Dumont Salave. I change that every time I say it. Um, it's a, a cheeky little 4.2 ABV. Uh, enjoy it 9 degrees. Uh, tasting notes, Daniel, do you want them again? Ah, of course. A hazy, creamy yeah. milkshake IPA brewed with a mountain of mango and a bucket load of hops. Do you think that's lazy as well as hazy? Lazy as well. What do you mean? Just putting hops and fruit in a beverage. No, no, because that's a wonderful thing, Daniel. We'll agree to disagree then. Now, I haven't tasted it yet, but I think that's not the best way to make a beer. Admission, I know it's a wildcard beer and it's stuff we haven't tried before. I've never had a mango milkshake IPA, but I do like the old milkshake IPAs. They're a wonderful recent phenomenon. Not getting much smell off it, are you? Mango and milkshake. Yeah, I can, I can smoke oh, cream, yeah. and, right. cream and mango there, mate. Mm. Mm. Do you know what? I, I really like mango. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That is wonderful. It's refreshing. On a day like this, mm. in the heat, mm. that is a wonderful, wonderful, fruity... Yeah, why not? I'll take it. I'll take it. It's not... in my mouth. <laughs> That is wonderful. How many guests do you have in your mouth? Just the one presently. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now I'm uh, my tans. Mm. Uh, so, Daniel, while you're enjoying the mango milkshake IPA, oh. I'm going to ask you a few questions. God, is this just getting beer me related. back for the uh, essentially the, for the other stuff? Right? Yeah, yeah, that was a total setup. Mm. So, rising country star Josh Thompson sings the hit Who? song. What? Makes it all more tough, you know. You've got um, options. A. Yeah. Beer on the fly. Uh-huh. I mean, that doesn't make much sense. 
Uh, B, beer on the mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see beer on the wall. I wish you could all see Ben's face right now. Beer on the wall. It's a messy day. Bottles of beer on the wall. Or D, more mundane. Beer on the table. Uh, well, you don't seem to understand what beer on the fly means, but I think that's what a does that mean? kind of like uh, on the fly means to make like make it up, doesn't it? It's just like oh, I'm going to go for a beer, even though I wasn't planning on. Do you know what I mean? Like you're walking through town, it's like oh, I'm going to go for a beer. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought think, it meant like you know a cheeky one while you're walking into town or something. But well, no, that's a roadie. No, yeah, that's true. I think it's beer on the fly. I'm a fan of the roadie. It's been a while. You think it's beer on the what now? Fly. The fly. No, oh. it is the mundane beer, beer on, on the, the table, table, which is an awful song. That was his debut, and unsurprisingly, it came in number fifty-five on the country How is music that chart. Even a question though. What a douchebag. The song's lyrics reflect the singer's blue-collar beer-drinking background, apparently. Great. We highly recommend singing along with Thompson's hit tune the next time you're drinking beers with friends on a Friday night. Should we put it on? No. Um, <laughs> next question. That what, was an awful question. What country is home to the largest beer tankard in the world? That's a good question. Options, please. Poland. No. Australia. Mm. Belgium. Can't do a Belgium action. My Belgium. Or the Germans. Germany. Got to be Germany, hasn't it? It's got to be. Ooh, close. Poland by a geographical border. <laughs> it is Poland. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I said no straight away. Book of World Records: the largest beer tanker in the world is displayed at a shopping centre in Poznan, Poland. The ginormous bronze receptacle is seventeen feet eight inches tall, mm. has a circumference of twenty-seven feet six inches, and can hold more than one thousand five hundred. 39 There's gallons. a lot of words I enjoyed in that. Beer. A lot of words I enjoyed in that. There you All go. Right, one more. One more. One more. Let me hit you with my rhythm stick. Hit me hard. Uh, okay. What is the best selling beer in London? <clears throat> Fuller's. I mean. London Pride. It dep- I know. It just depresses me the, the, the four options here. But number one Stella Artois. Mm Number two, Guinness. C, Budweiser. D, Dirty Foster's Lager. Bud, Foster's, Guinness or Stella in London. They don't know how to drink, do they? No offence to any saveners. I'm going to go with the... Oh, but they're not... Like up here, they go for the cheapest option, don't they? But down there, they're like pretending they're posh. Stella. No. Guinness. No. Ah, Foster's. Uh, uh, yes. Ah. I hate to end on a depressing that answer to a question. Hugely depressing. But Foster's is the most drunk in London, which Huge. is why it's great to be hugely depressing. Northern. It is. It is. I was I was reading an article the other day actually in my beer nerdiness that uh, talked about how southerners actually don't like head on their beer and we're talking like ale here cascade really? yeah oh, i don't know so that is Surely. something that us northerners actually take pride in the fact that we like a really a good head on our ale wow i think it's changed in the last sort of yeah 10 15 years i have years, some but... friends who do like a good head hey you <laughs> so they say right we'll be back with the rankings of these five lovely apart from one beers 
time for the rankings. You said rankings. <laughs> I did. What was your least favourite beer, my lad? Uh, what's it actually called? Uh, the Greater Consumer Rights. I've got to admit, the Citrus IPA. To be fair, you know, other people find that really nice. My taste, Citrus IPA doesn't really work for me. It's too bitter. Mm. Hop forward, as I say, to me means we've just <laughs> chucked in loads of hops. So they've got Chinook, Columbus and Cascade. And it's just, I can just, I can taste that. But not only that, yeah, it gets too bitter as well with the the sour notes. Maybe it's the combination of hops. This is where me and you differ. I like lots of hops being chucked here. I like the combinations, but maybe there's just too much bitterness coming through. Agreed. But that's number five. Indeed. Not our favourite. Number four. Freedom of movement, Daniel. Why? Uh, It was nice. Very drinkable. Not going to lie. You know, these rankings don't mean we don't like the beer. It's just, it was, it was just a steady Eddie. It was... um, Steady Eddie. Yeah, there wasn't enough to grab me by the collar and force me to want to order another pint, necessarily. It was very nice, very drinkable. Um, but yeah, I um, I just enjoyed the other beers more, I think. Yeah, agreed. As I said earlier, I think that the black lager isn't really anything to write home about, is it? There's, no. There's not much to it. No. It doesn't bring any sort of extra excitement. It's a black lager, but it's not stout. Yeah. It's not got the heavy body of a stout. Yeah, exactly. Number three. Spread of democracy. Spread your Which democracy. Was the Baltic Porter with spruce tips and juniper berries. Mm. And can you tell me the brewery again from, I think, I believe it's a Latvian brewery. Oh, really? Uh, so it's Ramgate Brewery versus Paul Haller. Paul Haller. Uh, yeah, I think we enjoyed the caramelly notes didn't we mm. yeah and genuinely you could taste the berries <laughs> oh yeah that was nice it was nice it was, it was quite heavy I would say mm. so I'd have maybe a can or two but wouldn't go much further just because it's yeah it's good. it packs a bit of weight exactly so number two oh Vienna. Vienna is that actually a song yes is it yes right okay I kind of am somewhat aware of it <laughs> so that obviously leaves uh, the mango. Hold on, I just need to pay tribute milkshake. there. One sec, let's come back to the Oviena. Yeah, because Oviena's number two. I feel like yeah. I don't think I gave it due at the time. I don't think I mentioned it was a five punch brewing company. Uh, oh no, it did. Because <laughs> I can't remember. Because I can remember not being able to pronounce in collaboration with Bivog Brohaus. Bivog Brohaus. Um, but yeah, just to say that is a very nice beer. And why did why do we put that so highly, Daniel? We put it so highly because it is a very drinkable amber ale. It has just enough hoppiness. I like the toastiness mm. from the malts. Yeah, good toast. Good toasties. Mm. Uh, it just it, it lost out in the end because the mango milkshake IPA oh. was something else. Wonderful. Something else. It's a something wild else. card right to the top yeah. of the rankings. Yeah, good on it. Good mm. on it. It is a tiny rebel, clearly, isn't it? Yeah. The milkshake IPA is a, a wonderful thing, I believe. Yeah. I wouldn't have ordinarily have, uh, have gone for that, but it was. It's like it, strawberry and cream at Wimbledon. Mm. Mm. Have you ever had strawberry and cream at Wimbledon? No, but I imagine that I've had strawberry and cream in my own house. Have you? I mean, I'm not sure what While watching, watching tennis would bring to the flavour, <laughs> I admit. But Yeah, I, I like a milkshake, nice I like mango, and it does it well. It doesn't it doesn't throw it all at you. I mean, it, it, it says a bucket load of hops, but I 
I don't get that personally. I, I can taste the mango, I can take the mil milky shakiness, and I think it just does a very grand job of it. Indeed, it's been a wonderful bit of journey. It has. Well done, Tiny Rebel. Yeah. And, oh, La Brasse du Mont Salve. How can our legions of loyal listeners get involved, Ben? Oh, by a plethora of ways. Um, our Instagram page, which is... Ale Tales Podcast. There you go. Our Facebook page, which is... Also Ale Tales Podcast. There you go. Uh, merchandise to come. <laughs> Soon, I hope. If you've got any questions or you want to slag us off or anything, then it's Podcast at gmail.com. Please don't slag us off. But if you want to suggest some beers we should try because you really like them or you've seen something really unusual let us know also or any questions you want to put to ben regarding anything hop based puns or i don't know anything you fancy It'd be lovely to hear from you sure ta-ta for now bye now